Hello, everybody. Pastor Greg Hagan here, and uh, yeah, we're here. We're having some fun. We're uh, we're getting ready for our Family Friday podcast for you. First of all, I want to thank everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Please remember to get a hold of me. Uh, say hi, drop a line, anything that we can do to uh, minister to you and your family, and hopefully, uh, you know, this is encouraging to you and something you enjoy. We enjoy it, so don't care if you do or not, to be honest, but hey, you know, hopefully somebody <laughs> does enjoy it out there as well, so... Uh, but anyhow, so t- drop me a line, Pastor Greg Two at gmail.com. And that's P A S T O R G R E G two, the number two at gmail.com. Also find me on Facebook, the same place. Uh, Facebook and then Pastor Greg Two. So pretty common there, you know. Unfortunately I wasn't Pastor Greg one, I'm Pastor Greg Two. But uh, you know, anyhow, just wonderful to uh, minister and to be available to help you in any way we can. In the meantime, hey, we're gonna have some fun. And so family Friday. Again, uh, we'll go around trying some different recording equipment. I keep, uh, you know, got to find a reason to spend money always, right? So, you know, there's always something to buy and, you know, do. So we enjoy uh, some upgrades here. So hopefully things sound a little little more unison and a little clearer there. But, uh, again, I am Pastor Greg. And who else we got here tonight? Well, I'm Renee. Yep. <laughs> I'm the wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brianna Breezy, the daughter that loves and cares for my parents the most. The middle child. That's what we said. That's right? me. The, the one that's usually child. forgotten. That's the me. Middle child. Oh, you are not forgotten. <laughs> you won't allow yourself to ever be forgotten. <laughs> Do you ever think that's probably why I'm so outgoing? I had to like fight for my like place. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so because before Jesse came along, when you were the baby, you were pretty outgoing. Yeah, but, you know, she did, you know, it is tough being the middle child, I think, because, you know, of course, after Jesse came along, then she's just the middle child. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the oldest, not the youngest, she's just the middle child. Well, Um, I know some other middle children out there that aren't quite so friendly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like being the middle child. I think it is cool that I have an older sister and a younger sister. I have a few different roles I play as a sister, (laughs) but I am the one that's left out. (laughs) So I just want to share something. I just sat here and typed on the internet real quick uh, in Google, middle child characteristics. Okay. Do you know what one of the first things says? What are signs of a sociopath? I'm not kidding you. It's it's an ad, but that is the very first thing on the screen is five early warning signs. (laughs) That is not right. What are the signs? Should I know about them? I don't know, but it is very, you know, interesting. And then it's what are eye floaters and signs of liver damage? You know, I mean, how? Wow. Don't look up middle child characteristics. It is really something else. Wow. Um, anyhow, uh, Yahoo, it's Yahoo actually that had this, the secret powers of middle children. Oh, that is from psychology Mm. today. Um, let's see that. We got to check that out. What are the secret powers? Well, first of all, uh, what are the myths? What are some of the special characteristics of the middle child? They're trailblazers like Charles Darwin. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Middles are more likely smart. to affect change than any other birth order. This is because their combination of risk-taking and openness. Wow. Downsides? Wow. Well, let's, that's, that's boring. Let's go read something else here. Let's look at that sociopath one. That's what I want to do. 
Um, you know, that was uh, so <laughs> definitive traits of the middle child from Reader's Digest. So, you know, this has got to be informative and really well thought out. Uh, let's see, middle children are great mediators. Yes. Hmm. Okay, you kind of alluded to that a little earlier. I think I'm a good mediator. Yeah. Okay. You're kind of like the connection between the older one. And the younger yeah. Actually, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to remember, did she really mediate or did she instigate? Yeah, you're probably right. I think I'm going to stop joining the podcast. Yeah. I think if my sisters can avoid it, I can avoid it too. <laughs> oh, we'll still talk about you whether you're here or not. At least you, you enjoy can defend it yourself. too much. You're just having too much da fun. Actually. Hang on. Dad just said he'll still talk about me regardless. Well, yeah. What? No, you won't. Yeah. I'm the one that's left out. <laughs> Middle children are wonderful negotiators. Yes, okay. I'd say so. They are easygoing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Being both good mediators, it also helps middles compromise. But you know what? Can I say something about that easygoing business? I think all three of our girls are actually easygoing. I think we're all easygoing. I think so. We're a pretty think, chill family. Yeah, we're all pretty. So I don't think that. What are you talking to... about, Renee? I'm not. There's a lot. We got to get some stuff done here. <laughs> all right, we're probably all easy. Middles are innovative. I don't really know what innovative means. Does that mean like creative? Yeah. It could be, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. they like I'm to affect creative. change more than any other birth order. It may, they think, uh, thanks to their openness and willingness to try new things. Oh. Middle children are more independent. Yep. Yeah, I believe that. Okay. Middle children are we get self, forgotten about. <laughs> self motivated. Oh. Independence drives middle children, also makes them self motivated. Um, you know, middles are used to used to working hard for their accomplishments as well as recognition from their parents. Yes, that's what I've been saying. Interesting. Uh, middle children are successful. Look hmm. at me. Interesting there too. I, I disagree with that. Not because of what? Brianna. I'm talking about other middle Listen, children that I've been close to growing up. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett were middle children. Okay, so right there, you know, that's what like. How many billions of dollars that, that those two oh, middle okay. children made to make up for all the others? If you average all the middle children incomes with theirs in there, and there you go. That skews the uh, chart. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but interesting. I, I, did, I still disagree. Um, let's see. Middle children are good co-workers. Okay. I'm the best co-worker. Yeah. I think they do get along well with others because they know how to get along with the oldest and the youngest. They don't crack under pressure. Yeah, they have I'm ice, like a stone. Ice in their veins. Hmm. Oh, I don't know hmm. that I would say I have ice in my veins. Hmm. Come on, Goose. When that what it was off of Top Gun, mm -hmm. ice in oh, the veins was it I Goose don't. or Magnum or who was that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. who watches that? I've not seen that movie since 1984. Middle children <laughs> are great parents. Well, I, my animals love me. <laughs> well, if you stop feeding them a little bit, so they wouldn't get so big. But um, oh my you know. goodness! How about uh, actually? That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Middle kids have level heads. Do you think her head is level? Is it flat? I don't know. I think it's a little round. Is it round? It's more round than the other two girls. I don't know. Would you want a level head? Mm, no. Oh, well, you can like stack books on your head. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awkward. Yeah. Do you have a level head? Um, actually, I'm really good at putting things on my head, so probably. Well, it could be real then, absolutely. And um, I always put water bottles on my head. And that's really it. That was great information from Reader's Digest for a middle child. So write into us. If you're a middle child, do you agree with those items? Please let us know, right? We're 
you know, we may <laughs> have to do our own thing. How being an oldest middle student? Anyhow, so thought that was interesting, though. And by the way, the five early signs of a sociopath, uh, let's take a look here. They are superficial and manipulative. Mm. That's a middle child. Right? <laughs> Could, be there. right? Could be there. Could be. They are no. unfaithful and insecure. Oh, or insincere. Nice. Sorry, insincere. Um, yeah, that's not nice. That's, that's not me. That's not. These are sociopaths. They lack empathy okay. and remorse. And uh, number four, they don't employ delusion and irrational thinking. People depend on reason and rational methods of thinking. Bill, that's a, that's weird. I don't know. That's that needs a psychologist to. Uh, I don't know about all that. And they exhibit antisocial behavior. All right, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the opposite that's, of me. So yeah. that's okay. not a middle child. That's not a middle <laughs> well, just, child. Just don't type in that, middle child characteristics on Yahoo. Yeah, You'll see that first. So That's like a mental disorder. Okay. So is middle children. Okay. So, I mean, I think that could come from, like, any birth order child. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we talked about that. Let's, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about something else near and dear to, uh, to our hearts. How about food? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm oh, so we, hungry. Oh, what are we, we going to do? We were teasing, uh, you know, because we, we, of course, uh, live here in Foley, Alabama, just outside the Gulf Shores, um, beautiful, beautiful area. And uh, uh, Brianna just posted something today about, uh, you know, Whataburger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Whataburger. What's the closest one to you, Breezy? It is in northern Alabama. It's about five hours away from me. I thought you had one closer than that. Didn't nope, that's not. the closest. But you're going to make a day trip there one time, right? I could yeah. if I had to. Yeah. So I, I have one, I told you a mile away from work, it's it's less than that, you know, it's really just a half mile, you know, really from there, and so walking distance. I'll uh, I'll make sure to send you some pictures as I drive by, because there's no way I'd eat there, my gosh, I mean, I'm trying to lose weight, and I love it, but, uh, you know, got to look in today, you know, you're, you're talking a thousand calories for just a burger. Um, the little tiny burger. Oh, no, no, they're not tiny. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm just talking the plain basic burger. Well, yeah, they're basic burger, but it's they not tiny. so good. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, what would you say, Bree? There's no grease in it, so it's good? Is that what you said? They're not yeah. greasy? <laughs> they're so remember so that. good. And, you know, I'm I still. I'm this personally. Oh. I still stick to my philosophy about dieting, and that is if it tastes good, spit it out. Yes. Right. I mean, right. that's true. I mean, if that's something tastes good, true. you probably need to spit it out. I mean, it's not going to be good for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to diet and I'm eating salads and, you know, trying to fill myself up with salads. Um, mm. It's not very exciting. I got to tell you that, you know, that water burger mm. does sound a whole lot better. And of course, my favorite Chick-fil-A, you know, got to love the old Chick-fil-A yeah. and supporting uh you know their family and their belief uh, system there but we uh, cannot talk about food i am so hungry right now uh, <laughs> oh yeah well just think about water burger you know just thinking about it adds calories to your you know to you for your day you know when you think about that so but uh all right so food water burger you know that um uh what else we got going on so um church life you know we've got two weeks left at the Gulf Breeze RV Resort is the winter pastor. Looking forward to next year again with them there. But uh, having fun is just an FYI. If you're looking for the sermons, we are we're going to hell the next two weeks. You know, we really are. We're, we're going to talk about hell and talk about some things there. So we went fishing last week, and we're going to hell now for two weeks. And, and can I say though that just a bunch of great people there. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of great people. Yeah, we love camping people. We yeah. love camping. Campers are we good. like camping. Campers are good. They just Can't Renee gets mad because I share the food with everybody and she doesn't get to enjoy <laughs> it. You know, so talking about food again, you know, sharing my peach cobbler with the, these the, people we yeah. don't even know. Yep, yeah. So we've had <laughs> so some we of those. We don't even know you. Get away from my peach cobbler. Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> 
But uh, anyhow, uh, so camping, we love the we love serving there. Breezy, you're going to a new church, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we really, really like it. Joey, uh, my husband, he's been playing the drums in the worship band. And I've been involved with the youth. And I'm having so much fun. I also get to work at this church throughout the week as the administrative assistant. So I've... Um, Really, I think I've been a big help. <laughs> I hope that they all think I've been a big help, too. <laughs> well, that's good, you know, and again, using our gifts and our time and being plugged into a local church. You know, maybe that's where we get to, you know, working and serving in a local church. And it can be a challenge. It really can, you know, to find a a home. Um, but it's yeah. also important to do that. You know, the the Bible tells us not to neglect the assembling together of ourselves and you know, one of the big things about church that we need to realize is that it's tough in the world. You know, when you're out here living a life and trying to represent Christ and live a Christian life, you know, you feel like you're just constantly bombarded. You know, I like uh, Pastor Carl, our previous pastor there in Indiana, used to say just, well, you know, walking in the world, you get dirty. You know, there's so much around you that you're constantly bombarded with. And, you know, going into church is an opportunity to kind of almost take a deep breath. You know, you feel like you're walking through the world, you're walking on eggshells, you're just really, uh, you know, trying to do your best to be an example and not be dragged down to the level of those, you know, the world around you and be affected by the sin that, and temptation and the devil that's always at you. So church, uh, you know, and my favorite phrase I've shared with you many times is a sanctuary. I love calling the church a sanctuary because it is a, a safe haven. It is a sanctuary to go to and, you know, let our hair down relax and be surrounded by like-minded believers that are our family there that we can depend on and but it's tough isn't it to find a place to to really call home in a church oh yeah it's it's really difficult because i i was in a hard position because i always went to church as the pastor's daughter and i truly like you as my dad of course, I support you, but you were my preacher. I really learned from you and grew with you. And whenever you guys moved, it was really hard on me just with church and with my relationship with God, because all of a sudden, not only was my family gone, but so was my preacher. And uh, Joey and I spent a lot of time going from church to church and kind of trying to see where God wanted us to be. And we kind of had a little checklist of what was important to us. And it's like we went to these churches and they were scared to say the truth. They, We went to churches. We went to more than one church where they didn't even say God or Jesus. They didn't have a Bible. They didn't pray. It's like they just wanted church to make you feel good. And I don't want to go to church just to feel good. I want to go to church to learn and to grow and I need my toes stepped on a little bit. And whenever I found this church that I go to now, I was a little hesitant because church was scary. I had been to all these churches where they weren't even saying God's name. And all of a sudden I was presented with this job to work at this church. And it's a different denomination than what I've grown up in. So I was a little real, I was actually really scared, but it's been such a great experience to be able to just go to church and not be the preacher's daughter. I feel like as the preacher's daughter, 
people kind of forced smiles into my direction or they forced their way into my life just because of who my dad was. And it's nice to finally just go to church and them just truly care about me, not because of who my dad is or, or they have to like me, you know, I've, I love my church. I love it. And it's, they use Bibles, <laughs> they pray, they say, God, it's just, it's exactly what we needed. And on top of that, my husband and I are able to serve there. And, you know, the, our church says everybody's a 10 at something. So find what you're a 10 at, you know, and for Joey, he's a 10 at music, you know, so he's able to use his musical abilities to serve God in the worship praise band. And, I'm a 10 at teaching, and so I've been involved with the youth, and I'm this Sunday I'm teaching the elementary class, and I'm so excited for that. Um, I also think I'm a 10 at helping people and being there for people, and I think that that's great that I can use that for my day job whenever I'm working there throughout the week. I'm just truly serving God all the time, and it's insane what it has done for my life and even my marriage. Just these, we've only been going for the past few months, but even just the past few months, things have changed so much. Whenever you make God your priority, it's insane how quickly your life will just like take off and be so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, settle down, settle down. That's a lot of folks in this little room here, but uh, scoot over, scoot over, make some room. Yeah, you know, it. You know, the, you're right, and it goes along with what I always said, too. You know, even as that pastor's kid and me being a pastor's kid as well is being into church and being into church. Uh, big, big difference. And when you invest in church, it's amazing the rewards you'll get out, you know. And, uh, again, part of what I talked about with what is worship, you know, you are a participant, not an observer. And I think so many churches, we try to make people happy, you know. And yeah. we, we try to worry more about what we think people need to hear instead of worrying about what God would have us to say. And, you know, I often tell church, and you've heard me say this from the pulpit, if God has me to say something in the church that's going to make every single person in here upset, but please him, you're fixing to get upset uh, yeah. because I'm going to please him. And, uh, you know, church, you talked about identity. You know, I'll never forget as a kid, at least you were lucky. You know, you, you were, uh, you know, known as the pastor's kid in church, but I was the brat, you know, I was the, the little kid that was dragged out and got whipped in church and, and, you know, dragged out kicking and screaming because I wouldn't be good. And, uh, yeah, so none of our kids were when, brats. when I started, when I started preaching, it was really tough because I wasn't known as Greg Hagan. I was known as Bob's boy and, oh, we remember you, your mom used to have to take you out all the time. And so, yeah, well, I'm here to deliver the sermon now. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, and never forget when we moved to Henderson and I took a church there and dad came over after us and he was known as Greg's dad. Uh, you know, I was always known as Bob's boy, but when I made my own identity in Kentucky there and he came over, he was, uh, he was Greg's dad. So he got a little taste of that, what it was like. But luckily that was a good thing, I think, for him ultimately. But, uh, but great, yeah, and, you know, finding a church. And here's the other thing. I love this. Never forget what Dewey Dick, one of the pastors we had speak of revival, and he told everyone this. If you find a perfect church, don't join it because you'll mess it up. <laughs> so, you know, if you're looking around for the perfect church, guess what? Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. You know, it's an imperfect organization with a perfect leader and head, which is Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is you find a place that is preaching the word, number one. 
you know otherwise all it is is a social committee social club and so you find a church that is preaching the word that is preaching the bible without apology without hesitation and without reservation and make sure you hear the name jesus yeah but church yes finding a place to serve and like you said breezy you know it completes you you know it's what's missing in marriages it's what's missing in individuals lives it's what's missing is more of Jesus. You can never have I too just, much of Jesus in your life. I feel like, and this isn't in a bad way, but I feel like you guys moving, it needed to happen for me in my relationship with God. Because I do feel like I would have stayed in churches and around people that weren't just bringing the best out of me. Church kind of was just a thing that you do in for me, church is not just a thing that I do anymore. Church is something that I talk about all day long. And Joey and I text about it all day when we're not together or when we are together, we're talking about it. We're always sharing like, oh, hey, I was thinking about this based off of the sermon on Sunday. And we're eager to wake up and go. And my church has two services in the morning. And I, I learned I'm like, I want to go to both of them. <laughs> I don't want to just go to one. I want to keep going. I want to make my whole day be nothing but church, church, church. And it's just different. It's a different experience than what I've grown up in. Um, but I appreciated always going to church. Like, I appreciate that I had parents that pushed me to go to church. I just think that, I think for my relationship with God, I needed to be able to identify not as the preacher's daughter. And that's what you guys moving has helped me kind of figure out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to think I was always pretty on fire for God. I feel like I, I always have been in the right direction, I feel, but it's just different now i mean having a church that you truly love going to i think it just changes your relationship with god so much well and there's different seasons that we go through well yeah i mean it's just like reading scripture you know you can read the same scripture over and over and over but as your life situation changes suddenly it means something different to you because it speaks to you where you're at in that moment and in that time and just like being a parent, you know, when you become a parent, suddenly a lot of the scriptures mean something new and different. Uh, when you get married, you know, you're no longer single. Now you have a family and a relationship there. You know, it's just it is different seasons and different times and places that God has you to go. You know, we've been in several churches and pastored several places. But think about the great friends that we've still got and have made over those times. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to know that and to have that. Um, so, yeah, you know, every. Yeah, and church is is exciting. You know, we're celebrating Jesus every week. I mean, we are celebrating his resurrection and his life and, you know, thanking him really through our attendance. All right. So uh, anyhow, good, good. So we talked about church. That's important in it. So, well, um, you know, Breezy, anything else? Any final thoughts? I'm hungry. Well, I was going to say, you know, maybe we need to pack up and go grab a Whataburger or something. Mm, you know, oh, so. snap it. Yum. Uh, right here at bedtime. <laughs> Yum. Yep. That sounds terrible for us. All right, everybody. <laughs> well, I've already had dinner. I'm going to grab a good old glass of water, and I'm going to go uh, get some rest and uh, finish out the week strong. Say hello, Jessica. 
she just walked in here but uh you know so say hello and macy that's our little what is she five pound yorkie now about a th- i don't know what well, uh, a tenth of the weight of breezy's cats well, <laughs> cats 50 pounds now well, the dog needs a haircut so and once no she banana. gets a haircut then um she may weigh five pounds all right all right well anyhow thank you everybody you know thank you audience yeah, appreciate you glad to have you here today that's terrible. Uh, well, it's better than the other ones, right? You know. We yeah. Got <laughs> no. Little, little baby that stopped by to say hi. I don't all right. Like that one. All right. I'm going to uh, sound us out. All right. Appreciate everybody tonight and uh, love y'all. So thank you. You. Thank you. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, listening and learning with us tonight. We appreciate your time. Please remember to email me. If you have any ideas, uh, any questions, or just want to say hi, you can do that at PastorGreg2 at gmail.com. And also find me on Facebook under the same thing, PastorGreg2. Love to read your responses. Uh, Please leave an iTunes review if you have the opportunity. And let us know if there's any way that, uh, that we can minister and assist you in your life and your walk. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And we'll be back. I'll be broadcasting Sunday with a Sunday sermon. As again, we're going to take the next two weeks going to hell. And we'll talk this Sunday about what is good in hell. What is good in hell. So God bless. Have a wonderful day.